Welcome to the Wordy Girl Entertainment Podcast. I am your writer-in-chief, Rosalind Jackson. I am a lover of words, and that love led me to a passion for writing. And what's the next best thing to writing? Talking about writing. So kick back and join me for mind-blowing chats about writing covering everything from screenplays to novels to poetry, from nonfiction books to songwriting, and much more. From sleeping in parks to drug-addicted parents, actor, poet, and motivational speaker Monty Washington has had quite a journey to living out his American dream. Because of the constant change and frequent moving around as a foster child, Monty was determined to break the stigma of stereotypes of foster children and decided to take action to reaching his goals and following his dreams as a prestigious actor and motivational speaker. For nearly eight years, Monty has had the pleasure of starring in independent films as well as being featured in numerous commercials and being awarded the opportunity to speak at more than 130 venues, including colleges and conferences across the nation. Monty currently stars in Tyler Perry's BET Plus comedy series, Bruh, and in BET's drama series, Games People Play, executive produced by Tracy Edmonds, with Vanessa Middleton serving as showrunner. Welcome to the Wordy Girl Entertainment Podcast. Today we are speaking with Monty Washington. Hey, Monty. Hey, hey, what's up, what's up? I'm good, how are you? You know, living the dream, avoiding the lie. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> so is, is Monty short for something? It seems like it's a nickname. Uh, no, no, my nickname is Cheech. Oh. Uh, my, uh, Monty is my legal name. Uh, my, my biological family, um, you know, when I was younger, was Monfilio. But um, oh, okay. when I got into foster care and stuff, I had it legally changed to Monty. So, yeah, Monty Washington. It's just, uh, yeah, that's that's the... Monty Dupre, Washington, technically. Oh, okay. Does Monty mean something? <laughs> yes, uh, mountain of a man. Oh, now that's a tall thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Uh, well, I grew up at uh, a couple different places. I'm uh, originally from Phoenix, Arizona, but uh, I spent like the first 10 years of my life in New York. Um, so like New York is kind of where I was raised and I moved back to Phoenix. I was a foster kid and, um, grew up in the system a little bit. So, you know, I lived in Ohio, lived in Dallas. I lived in New York, but spent most of my time in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, okay. Okay. And so, so you are, you're an actor, a motivational Mm -hmm. speaker, a poet, and, and you do modeling too, right? You know what? Kind of. I don't claim that because it's, I, I, it's too many people out there claiming stuff that they don't <laughs> pursue and do on the regular. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I get opportunities, but I'm not a model. I'm a, <laughs> the rest of that I can own because I create and I'm a writer and I do all these, all <laughs> these things. But I, I ain't gonna, you know, I can model, but I, I can't <laughs> own that. I can't own that. <laughs> well, you should because your Instagram, you know, reflects that of a model. <laughs> you know what? That's just that. That's 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 that leading man right there. That ain't no model. You know, maybe maybe I'll grace the cover of GQ. That is one of my uh, that's on my bucket list. You know, I want, what a, that's 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 on my to do list one day. But maybe when I get that cover of GQ, then you know I'll, I'll say model. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you said you grow up you grew up as a foster kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so you pretty much you know had a tough childhood. Yeah. And. How did you take having that type of childhood and turning it into being a, motiv- a motivational speaker? Because um, I know some, some, a lot of motivational speakers, they tend to come from like tough upbringings and then they blossom into pouring in, you know, pouring positivity into other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and also they say how like, you know, comedians are the same way. So um, yeah. how did you get into you know, becoming a motivational speaker? Well, just the need, uh, you know, when I was, uh, you know, I suffered through depression and suicidal tendencies and mm-hmm. had a complete, utter lack of confidence in myself just because of the way I was up, you know, I was brought up. My mother was a drug dealer. Um, I mean, a drug addict, I should say. Mm-hmm. I grew up in parks and crack houses sleeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hospitalized from one foster home. I was locked in a room for 23 hours in another. And there's just all these mental and physical uh, things that happened to me and it just kind of messed me up. And over the years, 
to get myself out of it with some therapy and counseling and, um, you know, watching motivational videos, reading self-help books, just trying mm-hmm. to find a way to, uh, I guess, kind of reprogram my mind. Because mm-hmm. even though, you know, I, I feel like I was blessed. I feel like God has blessed me with all the gifts and talents I need um, for uh, my, uh, my calling. Mm-hmm. But if you don't believe in it, if you don't have faith in it, you know, if you lack confidence, then uh, it's for not. So it, I, I was just trying to look for uh, all these things. And the more and more I started researching and watching videos and looking at these speakers, I'm like, oh, wow, they kind of come from some messed up places, too. And then in college, uh, I took a public speaking class mm-hmm. and uh, my teacher, she bribed me because I we had a, I was a bit of a class clown and we had a real heart to heart. And at the mm-hmm. time, nobody knew. Uh, my upbringing I used to be ashamed of it so I used to hide it um, and she's like you know if you share what you just shared with, me with the whole class in an in a, in a elegant honest way I'll make sure you pass the course with A I was like word so long story wow. short I shared it um, and I saw my classmates were crying some people were just shook by it and they you know came to me and said they were inspired and I kind of set it off and then from there I was like I love doing this and then also I can make money and make a living to it it just seemed natural oh wow Wow. Yeah. I see, I saw some of your um, videos on your Instagram account and I think, you know, as much positivity as we can get is, you know, better, <laughs> especially after yeah, the year yeah. that we've been having and the current times that we're in, I think on social media, that's like, it's a, it's a little mm-hmm. dose of medicine. <laughs> it, you know what? And it is. And, and, and it's, and it's something you have to, especially, being black and seeing everything that's going on, you know, it's like you have this uh, uh, social and emotional um, health along that kind of falls under mental health. And, you know, the the social aspect that black folks seeing everything that's going on, the emotional, our response to that. And then just, you know, being there's so much uncertainty and everything. So it's important to try to balance um absorbing all the negativity out there online mm-hmm. and you know the politics and all that with some positivity and that's all I try to do it's I've, I've actually been wanting to not be online at all if mm-hmm. it wasn't for the acting aspect of it or if it, if I didn't feel that there was a space needed for people to get some positivity right. I wouldn't even bother with it I just want to yeah. stick mm-hmm. to my lane do what I do focus but mm-hmm. um, it's needed and you know I just want to f- uh, fill a space and hopefully over the years, you know, it gets bigger and people can uh, get some motivation, as I like to call it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely needed because for me, like I have a Facebook page and I have an Instagram page. I do not do Twitter because no. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But on my Instagram page, I only follow creative people. I don't do mm-hmm. like politics or anything like that because that's where I go to get, you know, um, peace if you can through social Absolutely. media. Absolutely. I do all the junk on Facebook, but when uh-huh. I go to Instagram, I just want creative people. I, I do make an exception. I only I follow Barack and Michelle. No, and, I ain't mad at that. No. And Angela Rye. That's it. <laughs> oh yeah, yep, yep. I follow Angela Rye. Then. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. let's see. Um do you go out on to well before the pandemic were you going out to speak at, you know, like schools and things like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of before acting kind of took off. That's how I was been making my living speaking to high schools and colleges mm-hmm. and universities, you know, over the last five years, I've been to hundreds, oh, wow. um, spoken to, you know, hundreds of thousands of students, faculty and staff, mm-hmm. um, you know, just sharing my life story and some of the lessons I've taken, you know, one thing I always say is that we don't look like our story. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell people what I've gone through, just based off the way I look, the way I talk, the way I carry myself, you would never know that my mother was a drug addict, that I never knew my dad, that I was suicidal because okay. we don't look like our story. And I always say that, um, you know, we have this belief that our stories and experiences form who we can become. And I seek to challenge that. We don't, you know, our stories, they don't form us, they inform us. Everything we go through is merely information. And what we do with that information is what forms who we're going to become. So, you know, I share that message. And, you know, lately I got my other program, Which Lives Matter. And, I, you know, I, I bring some context and perspective to a lot of this uh, uh, racial inequality and a lot of stuff going on in social media to these college students who are just bombarded with a lot of alternative facts, as it were. And I just try to give some perspectives from somebody who's educated in it, from a black man, and try to, um, you know, uh, get people to understand why it's Black Lives Matter and not all lives yet. So, right. yeah, I, I, I do all of that. I've been obviously because of the uh, pandemic, 
it's been more virtual and because of acting up and focusing on that. But yeah, it's a, it's a passion of mine. Um, I, I, I enjoy it being in front of audiences and just doing it live. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be able to do what I love, you know? And that's great. Do you do any online now because of uh, the pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I have my first virtual uh, speaking gig Friday of the year uh, okay. uh, with a university. So I'm going to be gearing up for that. You know, I got my, my, my lighting set up. I got a cool little setup at the <laughs> crib to, you got to adapt. You got to adapt. You True. have to adapt. And uh, yeah, so I got a nice little setup here ready for that but um yes it's it's i've adapted well to make it engaging and interacting as interactive as well so yeah i just want to keep it going people you know people need it people need it it's it's more than ever more than ever absolutely now when did you start writing poetry like at what age and and what made you start writing it um hmm for a while back in the day when I lived in a group homes you know I was a I was a pretty uh, angry kid just you know all the stuff I experienced and I just needed an outlet so basketball was my first love um and then I think poetry might have been my second I was a creative way uh for me to express myself constructively mm-hmm. so you know the spoken word poetry and I'm a big fan of hip-hop so mm-hmm. um when I watched the movie slam which won the Sundance award with uh a renowned poet and musician and uh, singer, uh, Saul Williams, mm-hmm. back in the day. I was like, yo, what is this? That was like my introduction to spoken word poetry. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is different from Langston Hughes and Maya Angelou. Like, what's right. this? <laughs> and I just fell in love. And it's just the expression. Um, you know, I'm a metaphor for metaphor, spin poems you never heard before, assembling an assembly mm. of similes simply because imagery is made in the image of me. So if you can match. So, yeah, stuff wow. like that, like just, <laughs> just the words and I believe uh my man Jay-Z says something he said everybody has a genius level talent within them mm-hmm. and I believe that in something and I believe mine was words mine are words wow. when it comes to writing and poetry and acting and speaking like I'm 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 blessed to have a way with words both in the written and the oral and uh I just you know I'm, I, I love it I, poetry is just it's just it's a wonderful self-expression and um especially when I'm going through a lot that's kind of what I go to mm-hmm. to get it out in a constructive way before I end up rolling up on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you de- you definitely have a way with words because I was checking out um, some of your spoken word videos on your Instagram. Oh yeah, and this one particular line caught my attention, and that was from the one that was uh, this is America remix. Uh huh. And you said. Um, I hear a change is coming on. In fact, it's louder than Trump with a trumpet at a Russian collusion summit. summit. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a cold line right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got some, I got some, every now and again there's some uh bars mm-hmm. that uh I'll be like, yo, okay, I came up with that. <laughs> like yeah. okay that was okay, amazing yeah yeah that, that yeah. caught me because like I'm I'm a person who is really moved by words too because I'm a poet also no, okay okay <laughs> so yeah so that was I saw that I was like oh my god that was that was a powerful line <laughs> yeah yeah you know you just gotta you it's it's a it's a good form to get people to listen without being too preachy Mm -hmm. because nobody really wants to hear the truth it's really hard for people to just get the uh, unsolicited truth just as it is because you know we're so used to being fed lies in general and you Mm -hmm. know uh so much stuff so i think poetry is a good way and it's also a way for like that you picked that line out Mm -hmm. um i've had other people um pick out other lines from that poem Mm -hmm. but everybody takes away something differently and it's just it's really cool to uh, it's really cool to see and just, a, you know, it's just a great way to express yourself. Yeah, that's the great thing about poetry, because, you know, you can you can 10 people can interpret it mm-hmm. in different ways, you know, it's beautiful. And, and yeah. And so who are some of your favorite poets? Oh, I mean, throwback Langston Hughes. That's one of the mm-hmm. first started to, uh, you know, shout out to my Angelou. Um, mm-hmm. but Saul, spoken word poetry, Saul Williams, oh yeah. man, he's, 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 he's the one who got me, uh, I was watching a movie, Amethyst Rocks, it's, mm-hmm. uh, on Slam, it's just such a beautiful setup, if you haven't seen the movie or any of the listeners seen it, Slam, mm-hmm. he's in jail, yeah, just in mm-hmm. jail, and you know, it's about to go down, I have a lot of family in jail, so I'm very familiar mm-hmm. how things go in there, and just for 
that to break. I stay on the block slinging amethyst rocks, mm-hmm. drinking 40s of Mother Earth's private nectar stock. Like, when I, <laughs> and, I, and when I heard that, I didn't even understand what all of that meant. Mm-hmm. And I was just sounded dope. And like listening to it now as an adult, as a poet, as somebody that's very well read, I'm like, yo, there's <laughs> so much in every line. So Saul Williams mm-hmm. um, is probably one of my favorite. There's this uh, cat, Rudy Garcia. Um, he's, he's dope. Um, let me see. Ooh, Black Thought is a beast. Mm, yeah. Uh, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. uh, Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it, uh, I love it. It's just, a it's a, it's a lost art form. A lot of people don't really, uh, you know, it's a lot of poetry to a lot of people seem a little too artsy or corny mm-hmm. these days, but yeah. just, it's, I don't know, just what you can do with words and how mm-hmm. so many different things can be said within a sentence. Um, it's just amazing to me. So yeah, that's, that's a uh, poetry. That's, that's, that's my other love. <laughs> yeah. And definitely all those people that you named, they have a particular way with words, you know, Absolutely. they're the very, very um, crafty <laughs> with yes. their words. And, uh, and I love Saul Williams. I actually met him before. What? Yeah, I met him twice. The first time I met him, and this was that uh, Tracy used to have a, um, a building um, back in the day, and it was called Edmonds Tower, and she had all of her businesses in there, and there was, one of them was uh, Robbie Reed Casting, so Robbie, you know, um, had her offices there, mm-hmm. and I walked in the hallway. I was like, you know, going to another office and I saw this person in the hallway, like a lot of actors would come and they would be, you know, waiting to uh, go in. They'd be, you know, going over their lines or whatnot in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I knew this was him because <laughs> he had on some dark shades and he had like a full beard grown out. And I don't know how I knew it was him. And I just stopped and I said, Saul Williams? And he reacted like, how would this, you know, this was me. <laughs> <laughs> it's that energy I mean, yeah. got, I mean he's a he's a he's a different kind of dude man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I told him it was an honor to meet him and everything and he was really nice and then the second time I met him was at a, one of his book signings and so that was really cool he was really down to earth so yeah he's an incredible incredible person. yeah yeah there's there's more but I'm not used I've never had anyone on any interview ever ask me who my favorite poets are, so I'm a little thrown off. So I might have a couple more that come through later, but yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, you named some amazing ones there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's talk about your acting now. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're currently in the TV show, Bruh, which is uh-huh. BET. And, Plus, um, yeah, yeah, on BET. BET Plus, Plus, yeah. That's right. And um, for those who aren't aware, that's a Tyler, Tyler Perry show. Um, and it's about four guys. Uh, you guys are like in your thirties and mm-hmm. pretty much just exploring the world of what 30 year old men go through, <laughs> like dating careers mm-hmm. and you know, all that kind of stuff. And so tell us about your character. Oh, my character is Bill Frazier, my man, Bill, AKA <laughs> kill Bill. Cause he be killing him. Uh, nah, he, he's, He's one of the bras. He's probably the uh, kind of glue of the bras. Uh, all the bras, we all kind of occupy a certain space. Tyler Perry did a great job casting. Um, all, all four of us, we get along very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm the uh, I'm an architect, and I committed the cardinal sin of letting a good woman go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just it's you know I, I spend the mo- majority of the first season trying to get back uh, my my ex uh, oh, Regina. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's just you sometimes uh, you need to let something go to realize how much you really want it. And then mm-hmm. definitely if you see what you let go happy, mm-hmm. woof, sometimes <laughs> you be like, damn, I messed up. So he's kind of <laughs> that character. He, he, he's kind of all over the place. He a hot mess, which is so fun to play as an actor. Just <laughs> someone who's a hot mess, a lovesick puppy, mm-hmm. you know, and you got your bros trying to have your back, but still call you out on your bull. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's fun, and it, and it was great working with Tyler. He let me kind of create the character as I went along, and uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a fun character, and it's and it's really cool because as opposed to my other shows, this one's a comedy, so mm-hmm. to really uh, mess around in a comedy arena, it, it's it's fun to show that goofy side and just yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 a great character. And when we uh, we just filmed season two last uh, summer, 
through the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, season two, you know, we take it to another level and uh, it's uh, twice as long. So, yeah, it's a blessing. You know, first series regular. Mm -hmm. Got that underneath my belt. Hopefully many more to come. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it was just it's, it's, it's been great. And it's the cast and everybody at Tyler Perry Studios. It was just it was it was a blessing to work with. Oh, great. Now, are there any similarities between you and Bill? Uh, a little bit, a little bit, you know, <laughs> um, we both, you know, we, we both kind of go after what we want, despite the advice of other people, whether that's good <laughs> or bad, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's to be found out later. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a teller like it is like out of all my groups of friends, I'm always the one, I'm not the one you call when you want to hear what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm not that friend. I'm the mm-hmm. one who's on keep it I'm 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 gonna hit you with the realness uh-huh. um and he's like that um mm-hmm. in that in that respect as far as like you know letting a good woman go uh, nah I haven't let a good woman go you know I can't say <laughs> that like uh if things don't work out things don't work out but I'm a fighter so if mm-hmm. I'm in a relationship when it's over and it's like legit over that means I felt like I've done everything I could do so I don't I wouldn't be chasing after somebody and even spoiler alert ruining mm. weddings mm. uh <laughs> but but uh yeah other than that a, a little bit just the way he acts the goofiness uh, i'm a i'm a i'm a real playful goofy dude so mm-hmm. that was that was fun to kind of infuse a little bit of that in me okay okay so yeah speaking of spo- spoiler alerts that was a spoiler alert for me because i checked out the first three episodes ah, so far yeah. <laughs> so um but yeah it's pretty cool um I was I was a little shocked when I first. Uh, oh, you got you had to go to the fourth episode. The fourth episode is when I start showing out. The oh, okay. fourth episode yeah. and moving on, I start showing <laughs> out. So you got to catch up. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna continue. Um, but I was shocked because I didn't expect that type of show from Tyler. So um, I think it was uh, the mother. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. She a she a lot. She is <laughs> she hilarious. And and just um, she shot off a couple of uh, cuss words uh, that I was uh-huh. expecting from you know like normal normal Tyler shows and I was like oh okay oh <laughs> uh, yeah now nah, he all these new shows that he has on BET and the two on BET plus now nah, it's, it's completely different mm-hmm. um, from what you can expect I mean you know he still has all his classics and stuff but now nah, this ain't the old school just going to church you know yeah. uh-uh. this ain't the Diary of a Mad Black Woman no yeah. <laughs> definitely not for the church crowd because there's some there's some nudity in there i was like oh uh, yeah 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 oh, no. um, <laughs> i wasn't whew, ready <laughs> mid, midway through the season i got a bathroom scene so oh, just, okay you know, <laughs> it gets it gets he, he, he goes out there it goes uh yeah it goes uh it goes crazy but uh oh, wow. yeah it's different <laughs> uh i wish you would have made it to the fourth episode that's where my character really shows out but oh okay uh, yeah i'm definitely gonna continue because I, um, the first three episodes gave me pretty much an, an introduction to what each guy's storyline is. Yeah, yeah. It goes pretty slow. The first yeah. three episodes, um, um, they go pretty slow, just kind of setting it up. And then after mm-hmm. that, it just takes off. I tell everybody who watches, I'm like, you know, the first three episodes is a lot of setup and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then four, five, six, seven, all the way up, yeah, mm-hmm. things really get moving. So, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad you got to check it out. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's good working with Tyler. Is he works differently? He works incredibly fast, different from anyone else I've ever worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just gotta—I don't know—you just gotta keep up. I was—I was challenged in a lot of different ways that I wasn't—I I didn't know I would be. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm ready for the next set. It's just prepared me to really um, be prepared on other sets because he works at a completely different pace. So mm-hmm. it was dope. It was—it was—it was great. Yeah, I was going to say what, you know, what is it like to work with him? Um, I do know that he does work very fast. Um, so how is that? How, how does that compare to what you have experienced before with other directors? Well, it's different. You know, Tyler kind of, he kind of knows what he wants. So he kind of, it's a good and bad thing. So um, sometimes as actors, you just kind of want the director to let you do your thing mm-hmm. and just let you go. And then sometimes you want a director who's going to kind of guide you and be like, okay, you have the full scope of the story. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what to do. And as an actor, you know, I should be able to deliver. So with Tyler, he kind of lets you know ahead of time, um, this is how things are going to go. This is what I expect. And when you get on set, 
you don't get a whole lot of redirection mm -hmm. as far as what you're doing in your performing. So if you're if you know what you're doing, and I like that because I'm I'm a very in a moment person. Mm -hmm. You have to really uh, you have to really be present. You have to really be with your other actors. I've been on other sets and jobs and even classroom acting where you work across the actor from you who kind of already has their mind up on how the scene's gonna go. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're trying to keep it alive and real because that's what people really want to see. And it's like you're acting with a brick wall. You can't do that working with Tyler because he moves so fast. You only get a couple of takes, which is crazy if you're not used to it. Mm -hmm. And you have, to be, you have to be there for each other. The cast, you have to be there. You have to listen. You have to play off each other. But there's a lot of opportunity for improv and everything. It was it was the most challenging and yet most rewarding experience I've had as an actor. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep watching because I'm I'm invested in their stories now. I want to know what's gonna happen to them. Keep, with their, just keep going. Yeah, keep going with the with it. <laughs> dilemmas that they that they are facing. <laughs> uh -huh. So you guys already shot season two. Yep. Um, is it too early to know if there's a season three on the horizon? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, the way Tyler talked, you know, he's a, he's he <laughs> has hopes uh, that we have multiple seasons. I'm I'm pretty confident. Um, as you make it through the first season, you'll see what I mean if you uh, stay with it and watch the second season. <laughs> it, everything goes up. It, it oh, just goes to a whole nother level. So the second season, by far, just being a part of it is so much better than the first. Um, and I, I love that we we kind of we knew what we were getting into as actors and being in that camp quarantine for three weeks where that's all you could focus on it really helped mm -hmm. you out as an actor mm -hmm. so uh i'm sure i'm pretty optimistic it's gonna be a season three um but uh yeah i'm excited about this season two of games people play that's what i'm yes that was that's that's next on the list. <laughs> so yeah, so you are one of the characters on Games People Play, mm -hmm. which is another BET show. And that one is executive produced by Tracy Edmonds. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I have to say, I'm a co-producer on the show. That, yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> so um, for those who aren't familiar with Games People Play, that one is about the you know, behind the scenes of the NBA, you know, dealing with the players and their girlfriends, wives or whatever, and um, pretty much showing you what goes on in the underbelly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. you have uh, Lauren London's character, you have her friend who, um, the character's name is Nia, that's played by Karen. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then you have uh, I'm blanking out on her name. <laughs> um, uh, you got Saronis. Yeah. You got Saronis who, mm -hmm. who plays Marcus King. You got Jackie Long who plays Kareem. Yeah. You and got Barry. Parker McKinney. Yeah. You got Barry who's also in uh, Tyler Perry with me, one of the stars of that as well. Yeah. Of course, you got you got you got Parker. Uh, yeah. yeah. We got we got we got a, we got a nice little cast. Yes. Amazing. I was blanking out on Parker's character's name. Um, uh, Golden Goddess LA, Layla. Yeah, <laughs> Layla. <laughs> so, yeah. So that is an amazing show. And we are actually gearing up right now for season two. A lot of people have been asking, mm -hmm. where's season two? Where's season two? And we a are <laughs> um, pre-production now. So it's going to be coming excited. to you guys pretty soon. <laughs> now I'm here. Yeah. And so on here, you play Officer Terrence Abrams. Mm -hmm. and he's the ex-boyfriend of Nia yeah yeah and um and she's a journalist for a gossip blog and so you kind of um come in and and um kind of save the day for her or help her get out of some trouble or yeah. figure some things out and um and she's still almost, leaving me hanging yeah, save the day yeah. save the day and still get left hanging what kind yeah. of bad boy so no, no, no respect. Yeah, so it was, it was like kind of an almost love triangle because Nia's character has yeah. a boyfriend, Eric, who's played by Barry. And um, so it became this whole team Terrence or team Eric thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so I have to admit, I was team Terrence. Hey, yes, yes. <laughs> so every time, be. <laughs> every time I would see um, your character come on on the screen, I'd be like, "Hey, Officer Terrence." <laughs> so you it was should so, be as you should. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so fun online with on um, Twitter when people would you know retweet 
through during the show and um you know you'd have the team terrence uh fans and the team eric fans and it was just pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah it was nice it was nice i love it i love it it was, <laughs> it, it, it was fun so did you do anything special to prepare um to play a police officer uh you know what not not necessarily um because uh, i mean i looked at i got a i got a couple friends who are in the force you know i talked to them about some stuff and you know some protocols and you know just uh the day in the life to get into the character but i knew uh it was more so about um what i was doing for nia you know that relationship was most important um so as far as being a police officer as an actor uh there's certain things you got to do as far as the way you hold a gun knowing the codes and stuff but overall one pitfall and i made these mistakes back in class back mm-hmm. in the day it's like whenever you're playing anyone in a uniform people like to kind of have this archetype of you should act like this and speak mm-hmm. like that and that's not the case they're just people that just happens to be their job mm-hmm. so when i was preparing for it, that's one thing my acting coach you know i was constantly reminded of was like remember this is the person first and officer second mm-hmm. don't get too officerish you know focus on what you're here for and i'm here you know to help out you know uh, Nia try to try to win that love back mm-hmm. and uh, so the preparation for that was mostly just being present trying to fight for what you love while you know maintaining those boundaries because each each of the different characters I play uh, I'm on a I'm on another show as well mm-hmm. all of them have one thing in common they're trying to get back a woman they lost so I'm like okay okay <laughs> so how do you go about it so Terrence he just you know he he he, he lets Nia know like uh, this is what I'm here for mm-hmm. but he ain't like you know ain't too pushy it's like I'm gonna put the decision on you so mm-hmm. preparing was just you know really uh making a connection with the actress Karen who's a phenomenal actress she's mm-hmm. super dope um making that connection with her and just making uh that attraction believable that was the uh my main focus because that's what it was you know that's what it's about I'm uh you know um her story I'm here to support that you know mm-hmm. what I mean so yeah. It was it was it was good. It was uh it was my first major TV opportunity. I had a couple mm-hmm. smaller ones, so that was just good at that level with the writing the execs. Uh, all y'all, this is so it's so dope to be a mm-hmm. part of. Um, and I'm just glad we we running it back. Yeah, shout out to the showrunner Vanessa Middleton. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I and- can't wait to get back on set. Yeah, that's going to be so amazing. I'll be here in LA, so I won't be out there with you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Corona. <laughs> I'm not playing. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> so how was it transitioning from a drama like Gangs People Play into a comedy? You know what was good? I, I had a good transition. So I was on, I'm on another show. I'm lucky. I'm blessed to be on three shows oh, on okay. another show on uh, UMC or it's now called all black uh, streaming service called mm-hmm. stuck with you. And I play bond and, you know, I'm a real estate agent. I'm, you know, I'm going after the main lady, uh, Candace, who's played by the lovely Tammy Townsend. And uh, I'm one of the main characters on that. And that was kind of in the middle of bruh and games people play. So it was uh-huh. kind of a bit of a dramedy. So okay. I had to play a little bit. So that transition going from games people play, which was a drama, which was dope, mm-hmm. to that that middle ground. Once I got to bro, it was just a really good um, transition for me uh, because I'm a goofball at heart. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a so comedy's not you know it's not out of my realm at all. But also because of the things I've experienced in life um, and because of my level of training, you know, I can give some very grounded performances. So I love the drama aspect. So mm-hmm. that was really fun. The, the hardest transition was you know, games people play the first mm-hmm. season, we had two months to shoot. Yeah. And also I'm a recurring character. I'm not in every, you know, I'm not in every episode mm-hmm. and I'm not one of the main storylines. I'm one mm-hmm. of the supporters of one of the main storylines. So going to Tyler Perry's bro, where I'm one of the four main guys yeah. and I have a whole storyline and it follows me and that responsibility um, that was different. That was different from like, okay, I'm gonna come on set. I'm gonna knock out these few scenes and, you know, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go lay low. This time it was like, uh, no, you, you are, you are the show, you and three other mm-hmm. cats, this is your show. So I think that was the hardest transition, which was a blessing because I realized, uh, games people play like any actor, you always want to be one of the stars, one of the mains, it's just what you want. Right. Um, but I realized, oh man, I'm glad that 
I started off as a recurring to get my feet wet to learn because it's different when you been on set for a couple of days like I have in other shows but then when you're one of the characters and you're recurring and this is something for two months and you got to bring it and work with different directors and different mm-hmm. sets and different uh, locations it's it's different and mm-hmm. so I was glad that I got to experience that because by the time I got to Tyler Perry also the way he works I mean we shot in record time let's just say mm-hmm. we shot I was in 22 episodes and we shot it in less than two weeks. Don't ask how, don't ask how (laughs) it is impossible. Don't ask how, but that there's no way in hell I could have done that as my first major acting gig. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad I got to do all of that. And I'm looking forward to going back to the second season of games people play Mm -hmm. now, because some of the stuff I learned working that way, I can't wait to apply to, you know, games people play. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, we've taken our, Games people play is gonna do kind of the normal time of shooting, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's been a it's, it's been a blessing to work on three different shows with three different budgets, three different casts, mm-hmm. three different tones. Um, it's just it's it's been I, I don't know I've been blessed these last few years to be able to do that and understand the business because obviously you know I want to excel and you know have my own show one day, lead movies mm-hmm. and all that. So it's just been great and humbling, if yeah. more than anything, very humbling to learn. How many hands are involved like yourself, mm-hmm. you know, being a producer and, you know, right. even even with Tracy and Vanessa. And it's like as an actor, after seeing all that, it's like, yo, my job is relatively easy. There's so many hands involved, <laughs> mm-hmm. but there's, there are there's so many hands involved to make this real, to bring it to TV. Mm-hmm. And before I got involved in that, you know, oh, it's an actor. Somebody ready. You put it on camera. Shoot. No, there's so many things that go. And so I'm humbled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I approach the work completely different now, just knowing like, yo, I got an important job. Mm-hmm. There's so many other people right. who make sure you look good, you sound good, you mm-hmm. the writing's good, you know, you got the right locations. There's so many different hands. So that's been the biggest revelation and blessing. And it's just humbled me and make me approach the work even with more care and, and more specific with my performances. Yes, yes. It is like a, a little village of its own. You it know? really is. Yeah. And so I am not familiar, like what the process is of an actor. Like I, I don't, you know, cause I'm not an actor, you know, uh-huh. on, the, on the, you know, producing side. So I always wondered what actors, like how they actually prepare for their their roles like do you have to memorize every single line well you know and it's so funny that's the thing and that's how I know you're not an actor because everybody (laughs) who's not an actor ask about the memorization memorization is the last part it's the okay I've learned it's the least important part because there's a lot of people who can memorize something Mm -hmm. and say something robotically or naturally that doesn't mean you're acting that doesn't mean you're moving people on screen you know what I'm saying? You have to, more than what you say, you got to know what you're saying and why you're saying it. Okay. So the most important thing, uh, like for instance, when I get a script, I go through and just understand, okay, what's my character? Boom. Okay. What's my relationship to the other characters? Boom. What does my character actually want? Boom. Is there any information that lets me know what was my character doing before this season, before this episode, before this scene? Um, that's what's important. What's everything that's going on, like what's not being said. And then if you have all that working for you, then you go, um, then you memorize because you can memorize the lines. But if, if somebody writes a, let's say Vanessa writes an incredible scene, it's a heart wrenching mm-hmm. scene. If you're active, if you're only memorizing the lines and you're not putting some of your own experiences into it and making sure you're connecting with the other character, mm-hmm. then, you know, it sounds good, but you're not going to move people. Mm. so for me the memorization I either I either get the memorization out the way first so that I can play mm-hmm. you know d- depending on the director some directors let you play and that's the one thing about Tyler Perry you're allowed to play mm. Other, others I'm like okay this director may want it verbatim they don't want you to go off script they want it exactly like this so knowing that I'm gonna focus on what's all the life because even though I have to say the words, how do I say the words? When do I say the words? What's the cadence? So it's so much that goes into it that, and everybody's preparation is different. I know me, it's just like, I don't like saying something and not knowing what it means, mm-hmm. not knowing where it came from. Um, and like Vanessa, she's an incredible writer. It's yes. like, if you just read it for what it's on the paper, no, when she's writing, there's a lot in it. There's a lot she's trying to 
say. There's a lot that's connecting to so many other things. And as an actor, if you're trained enough, you can pick that up and like, oh, okay. She mm-hmm. probably wrote this because later in the scene, this is said. So I need to make sure I infuse this, you know, w- with a little bit of more life. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot to it. And the memorization, um, thanks to working with Tyler Perry and having such a short amount of time to memorize stuff, mm-hmm. my memorization is on point. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it is on point. When you, yeah. mm, I, I, oof, <laughs> I, I cannot tell you some of the amounts of pages that I've had to learn is ungodly. <laughs> it's ungodly but uh, yeah it's 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 the life it's all about the life you put into it that's what makes a denzel mm-hmm. performance or a mahershala mm-hmm. uh yeah. you know or, or viola davis she says the same stuff everybody else is saying but why do you yeah. believe it why does she move you because there's yeah. all that life and preparation underneath it absolutely and who who are some of your favorite actors are, are um there your favorite you know what I, I there's there's a lot for different reasons but mm-hmm. viola she's probably at the top of my list for the simple fact that I believe her in every single role Mm -hmm. and she's played every stereotypical role a black woman has ever had to play to get to where she's at. And she's arguably the greatest, but definitely one of the greats. Mm -hmm. And I just see that. I'm just like, every time you believe her, every time she makes you feel, that's what it's about. Um, Mahershala, is a beast. I love his yeah. uh, his artist artistry and tell you of course Denzel that stole back all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Hugh Jackman. Um, uh, I like the fact that he's a man's man actor, but he always has this intense level of vulnerability, and that's something I strive for personally um, to be a man's man, but to have a level of vulnerability and heart to your performances. Mm-hmm. Um, got nothing but love for Tom Hardy. Um, Don Cheadle's a beast. There's so many. There's there's mm. just it's so many that I respect that just have their own thing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just it's 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 yeah it's oh I love me some Kerry Washington. Mm. I can go on. It's it's there's about a hundred <laughs> actors. I Viola, Viola Mahershala, um, Hugh Jackman, and um, oh my god, oh, she's eluding me. Uh, there's a, there's a handful that I'm like always going towards mm-hmm. where I'm like, yo, I love watching your performances. And there's about a hundred more that I just have mad love and respect for and hope that I get to be up on that level mm-hmm. um, one day soon. Yeah, those, those are definitely some heavyweights there. And they have, um, they all have the, the ability to, like you said before, they, they disappear. Like the actor, like Viola yes. or Denzel, like, as much as I love, like I'm a huge, like Denzel was my favorite male actor of all time. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love Denzel, every time I see him in a role, he disappears. Yeah. And his character, I just see his character. And now that is so amazing. You know, his talent is so incredible. Yeah. In order for me not to see Denzel, because I love me some Denzel. <laughs> uh-huh. That shows you how incredible he is as an actor. And, and Viola does the same too. So um, yeah, it's just it's, some heavyweights. Yeah, it's just amazing, and that's and that's and that's personally as an actor, mm-hmm. that's what I'm striving for. I just want to be one of those actors that directors want to direct, writers want to write, and actors want to work with. Like, yo, I want to work with him because he raises my level. There's a level mm-hmm. of professionalism and honesty and giving and collaborativeness mm-hmm. um, that come when you act with me, and I'm and that's what I that's what I work for um, every set. I go to, I'm working on bringing more and more of that until I can say that I am that actor. I'm getting there. I'm not there yet, but that's, that's my goal is to get there. Um, and then just, yeah, it's, 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 it's a blessing to be able to do this and get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you could be in any TV show or movie that you dream of, it can, it could either be existing or one that you, you know, would just, uh, you know, dream to be in. What would that be? The show I'm writing for myself right now. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've been asked that question over the years. Mm -hmm. And I realized the show didn't exist. Because I love, for instance, I love Amari Hardwick and Ghost. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, as Ghost, I love the duality. I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love love period pieces. And so I have a show, not giving too much away, but I'm, I'm writing with a good friend of mine called Prometheus. Um, and essentially, it's 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 a combination of Greek mythology, post-apocalyptic 
um, pretty much what's 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 life like in post-apocalyptic Black America. Ooh. That's the simple. So breaking down that character, and I'm a big fan of Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that look like? But having black faces, mm-hmm. um, that's something that hasn't been seen before. That's something that hasn't been done before. So I've been working on that. Me and my good friend, uh, uh, Stuart Yost, incredible director. Um, we just got our, we, we got the second draft of our pilot done and we're working on that, on the Bible and uh, okay. all that stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's the dream in the next few years uh, to try to pull an Issa Rae in a different level though, mm-hmm. on a different, on a, on a drama level. Um, that's what's, you know, going to showcase all my different sides mm-hmm. that, you know, the industry, you get, you got to typecast for a reason, but you got to get your foot in there. But right. I'm about to show some sides of me that maybe the industry hasn't seen yet. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the one right there. Oh, wow. So that's good. You're, you're getting that you, um, you're screenwriting. Are you uh-huh. interested in directing too? Uh, not this one. I, 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 I've, I've done a play before where I wrote, directed and acted and it's too much. I don't think I could. Uh, um, I don't have enough experience professionally acting on big sets and stuff to, to really think I can direct and act myself now. Mm. Write and direct? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or even write and act like I'm doing in my own show. But my, my good friend who's writing it with me He'll be the director. He has that vision. I, I realize there's a, it's a craft. It's a genius mm-hmm. to be a yeah. director, um, uh, to have the overall vision, um, mm-hmm. and what goes into being a writer. But I'm a writer natu- naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't on that level yet. That's why I got a writing <laughs> partner. But um, I know that's something I can dive into directing. That's a whole nother level. So mm-hmm. one day, absolutely, absolutely. But um, yeah, I just I wrote. I wrote my dream part and I'm going to keep being blessed with roles and just mm-hmm. like games people play that is going to give me an opportunity to do what I love and work with incredible people. And in the meantime, I'm in the shadows. I'm working. I've been working on this for about a year mm-hmm. and some change now um, with my boy. So we're going to get it out. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get it out one day. It's going to come to fruition and it's, it's going to be something different. It's going to be something oh, different. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta create it. You can't mm-hmm. just sit around and wait. That's you true. Know. That's true. Well, I definitely look forward to that. Absolutely. <laughs> so what kind of advice would you give new people just getting in, you know, somebody sitting at home on their couch and they, they're watching a movie or a TV show and they want to act and they have no idea what to do? What uh, well, the first thing I say is get some training. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not easy. It looks easy, which is why everybody says, oh, I want to do an actor. All you got to do is remember lines and say, no, it's not easy. The greats have been in school. You cannot understand how many years have gone into Viola Davis becoming Viola Davis, how many roles, how much training, how many hours. Mm-hmm. I put three or four hours in for a major audition. Okay. Just for a two, three minute audition, I spend that much time. So anybody, just know what you're getting into. If you want to do it for just for fun, mm-hmm. take some classes, put your toe on it. But if you're trying to make a career out of it, just be, just be prepared. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, learn your craft. Learn, 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 learn your craft. Forget about the managers, the mm-hmm. agents. Forget about how do I get roles. No. Learn how to act honestly, viscerally, believably, consistently. Learn how to do that first. And then mm-hmm. if you're great, success is attracted to the person you become. You become that dope actor or actress. You're going to attract the attention, the opportunities. You just got to capitalize upon them. Yes. Yes, I think that's amazing advice, especially the, um, you know, learn the craft part. A lot of people would like to just jump in and, and gonna, <laughs> you know, get it done. And I, I see that on the writing side. Um, of course. A lot of new writers, you know, they, they used to, like some people would call the office and, you know, they would want to submit their scripts and things like that. And, you know, we would take a look at them um, and I would take it a step further I would start, I started giving people advice on how to improve their scripts. And do you know, some people were like, they would be offended that <laughs> their script needed work. Yep. It's the I, ego. Yeah. And I would give, you know, advice on, oh, maybe you might want to check this book out or, you know, read some scripts online. And they were just like so resistant. And I'm like, but this is what you want to do. So you have to learn, you have to learn what the process is and absolutely you know and just 
do whatever you can to be better. But like some people are very resistant to that. I'm like, yeah, it's that, it's that <laughs> ego. I mean, you know, if you want to, if you want to, um, if you want to be the best, you got, mm-hmm. you got to learn your craft. It's just, Absolutely. there's no way around it unless you just want to be average. But, mm-hmm. I, and I love that, you know, I actually, funny enough, when I was writing my stuff, I, I gave Vanessa a call mm-hmm. and, you know, and she gave me some uh, advice on some books to go ahead and mm-hmm. get and read. And that's what I've been doing during pandemic. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was great advice. There's so much stuff you don't know. So many mistakes. You, they're amateur mistakes that somebody like you who's seasoned, you're going to point out and notice immediately. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to get somebody to pick that script up. That's going to mm-hmm. scream amateurism immediately. Right. And then there goes your shot. So you at least come prepared when you no, you know what? I've, I've read all the books. I got the advice. I had people look it over. I made some corrections. I can confidently go into this meeting or submit this to somebody and be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, you got to take it seriously <laughs> or you'll, seriously. you'll blow your shot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, that's, that's the biggest advice. Just uh, learn your craft and fall in love with the process of what it takes to be great. Just fall in love with the actual process Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're taking classes or online courses or workshops, when you just fall in love with the act of just doing it, mm-hmm. um, it'll start showing up in your work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, well, I'm excited to see all the things you have coming up, um, you know, with especially with Gays People Play and then the new season of Bruh and then the other show. Um, what was the name of the other show? It's uh, um, Stuck With You. Season two is coming out this year. It's uh, Stuck With You on All Black Network. Yeah, on the uh, All Black Network. It's a streaming network formerly known as uh, um, Urban Movie Channel. So, yeah, you know, we we out there. I'm I'm blessed. I'm going to have three shows in 2021 out there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled by it. That's amazing. And that that's the network that um, Bob Johnson owns, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yes, oh, that's, that is. that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. And um, so tell the people where they can find you online. Okay. Well, if you want to find me and follow my personal acting exploits, <laughs> uh, go ahead on Instagram at Monty, M-O-N-T-I underscore Washington. And if you want to follow more of my motivational speaking, um, it's Montivation, M-O-N-T-I-vation um on instagram as well so really just instagram that's where you find me on facebook you ain't gonna yeah i don't spend too much time on there i go back and forth with some people on some political stuff but if you want to uh contact me also um my my twitter is actor monty okay yeah you guys follow him because he's got some amazing stuff on his instagram page and um you'll get some good motivations and and um some good pictures (laughs) (laughs) we try to we try to step the picture game out we try (laughs) but yeah so thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and my um followers (laughs) hey you know it's all love anytime yeah thank you so much all right you have a good one thank you for having me you're welcome Thanks for taking the time to tune in to the Wordy Girl Entertainment Podcast. Don't forget to check out my blog at www.wordygirlent.com. That's W-O-R-D-Y-G-I-R-L-E-N-T.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at at WordyGirlENT and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash wordy girl ent and always remember it all begins with a single word so what are you waiting for go right <laughs>